Surely that song will encourage each and every one of us, knowing who we are because we're God's children. He puts a song in our heart. We can live for Him every day, showing our love and appreciation, respect for Him, appreciating the blessings that He has given to us, and keeping our hearts and minds set on being encouraging to ourselves and also to encourage others. Be open your Bibles in the Old Testament, the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 1. If you're using a pew Bible, you'll find it on page 162. Pew Bible, page 162. Talking this morning about encouraging one another. To encourage means to give hope and give confidence, to strengthen and to build up. Encouragement always produces growth and development. The picture of the little girl learning to walk. She, she wasn't born knowing how to walk. But her mom and dad teach her and help her and hold, is holding her hand to lead her and guide her and encouraging to keep another step, another step, another step. All of us who are parents and been parents remember those precious moments of watching them take their first step, saying their first word. We encourage them to grow and develop and mature to become more efficient at what they're doing. You remember the first time you tried to ride a bike, you weren't successful, were you? But there was mom and dad running along beside you, helping holding you on the bike and holding you up and stabilizing you so that you could make the way. You didn't learn the alphabet all the same day, didn't you? You learned it a letter or two at a time, A, B, C, and finally you could say all 26 of those letters. Your teachers, your parents, your fellow students encouraged you and motivated you to do a better job and do more and more and more. As you go through school, you don't start in college, you start in elementary school and work your way up. And your teachers and those who help you encourage you and motivate you to give you more desire to learn more of everything in your life. Compliments are always appreciated by everybody because we realize when someone compliments us that we have done something of value and it's of worth to them. And they take the time to demonstrate that to us. That produces in us a motivation to want to do even better and more things. What else can I do? When we're encouraged, we have that little desire in our heart. Let's see what else I can do. Those of you who are students in school, doesn't it build you up when the teacher gives you up? note of encouragement or a message thanking you or a compliment or a pat on the back for something you've said or done in class. On the job when the boss says something good to you to compliment you, that encourages you, doesn't it? When you have friends who are having difficulties and challenges in their lives, you walk up to them, you give them a hug, you put your arm around them, you pray with them, you encourage them. That's what living life is all about as brothers and sisters of Christ. We have the opportunity to encourage one another. Example I want to use this morning about encouragement. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse number 38. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse number 38. Children of Israel had been on the way to the promised land for 40 years. All of those who had rejected God and fought against and spoke against God throughout those 40 years of wanderings, they all died in the wilderness. And the people who were the younger were we going in to take the land of promise. Moses was not going to be able to go to the land of promise. But he was the messenger to send the message to Joshua. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse number 38. But Joshua the son of Nun which standeth before thee, Moses says, he shall go with thee 
thither. Encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit the land. Turn over to page chapter 3, verse number 28. 328. Moses is allowed to look over into the promised land, but he can't go there. He knows that it is Joshua who is going to lead the people. Chapter 3, verse number 28, to the people of Israel, in his last moments with them, he says, But charge Joshua and encourage him, and strengthen him, for he shall go over before this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which thou shalt see. Moses was encouraging Joshua to do everything that he could to be successful, and he encouraged the children of Israel also to encourage Joshua. And as they were doing that, they were encouraging themselves. Let us appreciate this morning as you take note of the effect of encouraging others. When you encourage someone, that increases their confidence. That increases their desire to do more. That increases their desire to improve and grow stronger. Again, that child learning to walk. A child learning to add two and two and then two and three and then all the bigger numbers. You strengthen them and encourage them, I can do this. And that makes me want to do even more in my life. The beautiful thing about encouragement is it's always positive and it always produces positive results. And you've noticed in your life, when you encourage someone, they are strengthened. You see the result of that and that strengthens you. I'm glad I said that word of encouragement to so-and-so. Or that person is able to say to me, I'm glad you encouraged me. And that's how we encourage one another. In our lesson this morning, I want us to mention four things that are easy for us to do to encourage people. And they're simple and easy to apply in our lives, and they all work. Point number one, we encourage each other by our attitudes. We encourage people by our attitudes. Don't you like to be around happy people? Don't you like to be around people who are smiling? And look like they're enjoying life and participating in life. It's more than just a humdrum, have to, got to, ought to type of attitude in their life. They're happy. You can tell by their expressions. You can tell by the words they say that they are enjoying life. When we are having that attitude in our life, you see, we want to help others do the same thing. So we encourage them. There are many people in this congregation all of us can't do everything, but all of us can do something. We've got so many, don't get embarrassed here, elderly people in this congregation. I now consider myself in that category, over 70. You know, I used to think 70 was ancient. Now I think it's pretty young. But all of us who are there and past understand, don't we? We have people in this church today who have been members of the church 50, 60, 70 plus years. In their 80s and 90s who still smile, who still pat us on the back and shake our hands and hug us. What are they doing? They're encouraging us by the way they live their lives. They're not going out of their way to make some outstanding, outlandish thing. They're just being Christians. The attitude they have in their heart of love and strength and encouragement and blessing, they project it to other folks around them. Don't you just love to be around people like that? People who smile at you. Pat you on the back. And it's not difficult or challenging to do that, is it? 
It's easy to do that. And I found in my life, and you have in yours, the more often we do that, the easier it becomes and the more blessing we receive because of doing that. You know, sometimes in our religion, my guess is every one of us has known people in our, our lives like this. Okay, Sunday morning, I've got to get up and go to church. They want me to bring my Bible. They want me to sit through Sunday school class, sit through another boring sermon of a preacher, sing those songs I don't like. They even want me to give money. Boy, church sure is fun. You see, what if everyone in the George Church had that attitude? There wouldn't be a church much longer, would there? But you walk into this congregation, whoever you are, you always are strengthened and lifted up, aren't you? Because people are wanting to encourage you by their attitudes. You know, Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse number 10, I have come that they might have life. And because they're Christians, they're going to be bored and dreary and worn out. He didn't say that, did he? I have come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. That's the attitude of encouragement in our lives that we get from being children of God. It's not have to, got to, ought to. It's I am privileged to be in the presence of the house of God. To be in the presence of God's children. People who lift me up and build me up. And I can do that. It's so good to see those attitudes in our hearts and minds and our lives. Let us continue to remember us, brothers and sisters of Christ. Again, we can't do all those great things, but all of us can do some things, small, minor things, that make a difference in someone's heart and mind every day by our joyful, desiring attitude to do what we can. Let us look for opportunities to praise people and to thank them and compliment them, to encourage them and build them up. Say thanks for your Bible class teachers. Thank those who wait on the Lord's table and who are the ushers and do all those things that are seemingly insignificant, but they all matter and they all fit together for all of us to grow in our attitudes. Secondly, we encourage each other by our participation. Did you notice the singing this morning? It sounded so good because it sounded like everybody was singing. Lifting our hearts, yes, to God. But we are, in so doing, expressing the joy that we have of being able to be child, children of God and to exalt His holy name. And we draw courage and strength from one another as we sing these songs together. Let us accept the fact that not everyone else can do everything. But again, I'm going to say this over and over and over again. All of us can do something, and that is so important. In our interpersonal relationships... All of us have people that we like to talk to more than others and we talk to with more than others, but we look for opportunities to meet new folks and encourage other folks. Let them know that we appreciate them for what they're doing. And a lot of people say, well, I can't do anything. But you can, by your attendance, by your participation, encouraging everyone to do the very best that we can. You see, our interpersonal relationships, they're kind to one another. We're kind to one another. We pray for one another. We enjoy one another's company. We care about them. We enjoy being in conversations with them and discussing things, good things and sometimes difficult problems we have. We can discuss those things with them. We're demonstrating our interest in them as we participate with them. That's one of the beautiful things about our care teams and our prayers for one another and all the things that we do to encourage one another and show one another how much we care for each other.
And as we do these things, as we participate with each other, let's ask from time to time, what can I do for you? And don't be ashamed to ask. And don't be proud, too proud to say, I need you to do something for me. And then after you've done that, say, well, what else can I do? And you see, when all of us have that attitude toward one another, the needs of every one of us are met and fulfilled and carried out. We encourage one another by our participation. Number three in our lesson this morning, we encourage by our actions. Again, the old expression, actions speak louder than words. I can talk to you of sermon, but that may not be very effective. But when you see me living a sermon in front of you, or I see you living a sermon in front of me, that motivates me to action. I can do that. I can encourage others. I can strengthen each other, other people, and as they strengthen me. You see, we live in a very me-centered society. I don't want to talk to you. I'm going to talk to somebody else on this, or I'm going to do this or this, this, and, and become impersonal. And you've seen it in our lifetimes. Those of you who are 50 or older have seen the change in interpersonal relations over the years. A lot of it because of our technical world. But I'm reminded about encouraging to action. You remember the story, we won't take the time to turn to it, over in Luke chapter 25. Jesus is telling about a man who was walking down the road, a Jewish man, and he was beaten and robbed and left for dead by the thieves. Along that road comes a priest. Faithful Jewish man, look at me, I'm a priest. Boy, that's awful, that guy got beat up pretty bad and walked on by. A few minutes later, another religious man, a Levite, walks by. He's the one that knows the law of God. Well, that's awful down there. I'm glad that wasn't me. But I'm in such a busy thing. I've got a meeting at 4 o'clock. I can't stop. I can't help. I've got going on. A little bit later, another man came by. He wasn't a Jew. He was a half-breed, off-breed Samaritan. The Jews looked down their noses at Samaritans. But the Samaritan saw a Jew laying there on the road, hurt and wounded. And he had compassion on him. <clears throat> He could have thought to himself, if I'd been here 20 minutes earlier, that would have been me on the side of the road. He stopped him. He went out of his way to care for that man. Took him into the city and took him to a doctor to help him and paid for his bills. Which of those men, the Lord asked, do you think was a neighbor to this man? And the answer is simple to understand, isn't it? The man who saw something that needed to be done and he went into action because of it. Was he busy? Oh, absolutely. Did he have something else on his mind? He surely did. Did he have somewhere else to go? He surely did. But the most important thing in his life was, here was someone who needs help. If I were in that same situation, would I want someone to help me? Of course I would. And therefore he went out of his way. You and I, as we live our lives as Christians, do we demonstrate Christianity by our actions? How we treat others? How we look for opportunities to encourage others and help others. Yes, among the body of the Lord, but in our workplace, in our schools, in our communities. We can do those things. And we're not talking about monumental actions. 
We're talking about simple, down-to-earth things that every one of us is capable of doing. It's not too hard to smile at someone, is it? It's not too hard to pat them on the back and say, I appreciate you. I love you. I thank you for what you're doing. You see, you encourage others by doing those things. How wonderful that is. Sometimes the Lord says we have to weep with those who weep. All of us who have been in sad, difficult, challenging situations, and we've all been there, sometimes we need a shoulder to cry on, don't we? Someone to sit down and just listen to our problems. And you don't have to be a psychologist major to, to solve those problems. Again, an arm around, holding the hand. Let's pray together. What can I do to help? Our actions encourage other people. Point number four in our lesson this morning. We encourage by our faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 7, Paul says we walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, I'm not going to let what I see in this world affect my faith. I'm going to let my faith tell me what to do in this world. I'm walking by my faith. I know that I have God's Word stored up in my heart. And I know what God's Word tells me for to do. To be willing to help others. Be kind to one another. Be thankful for one another. To motivate and encourage one another. In so doing, you see, we are showing ourselves and to the world that God's way is practical. God's way works, doesn't it? It always has. And it always will. As I am walking by faith in God, I'm walking by His power. And I will let His power to encourage me to lead me and guide me and control my life. Uh, is there a better way of living than that? I don't think there is, is there? Sometimes we sing that song that says, Now I'm under His control, and I'm happy in my soul just to know that His grace reaches me. And as it is, because it's that way, I am, as God's child, allowing Him to guide my mind. To direct my heart. To lead my actions and deeds. My daily challenge. And I challenge you this also. Let God oversee your life. I don't care how strong, powerful, rich, or famous you are. You're not perfect. God is all of the above. I can lean on those everlasting arms. Knowing that God is going to... Give me the resources to encourage me whatever my physical situation in life is all about. You see, God knows more about life than I do. You parents know a whole lot more about God than your six-month-old child, don't you? That's why you do those things for them. You lead them. You guide them. You teach them how to put that spoon in their mouth. How to take that first step. How to tie their shoes. How to do all those things that they have to learn by example. And when they see you're excited about teaching them and helping them, they want to do those things, don't they? So it is with our Christian faith. We have our perfect example of our faith, the Word of God. And we have our brothers and sisters in Christ who encourage us. And we have the beautiful privilege of encouraging them. 
And we will, by the word of God, see how to fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we will dedicate our lives to his will. And we will always be willing to encourage others because of that in our lives. And as we do that, you see, we are encouraging them. But also we are growing by our encouragement. And our commitment to our God and our faith and his church continues to grow and be built. That should encourage every one of us every day to do all that we can to his honor and to his glory. And as I think about encouragement, and this almost seems like a paradox. Think about it this way. Go back in your mind's eye to the cross of Calvary. Jesus, the perfect Son of God, never committed a sin, lived among sinners, and He knew that from eternity He was going to have to go in His physical body, be nailed to that old rugged cross, and die physically. While He was on the cross, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John record seven statements that He made. I want to mention three of those statements because they are all statements of encouragement. Get the picture. Jesus writhing in anger and pain, nailed to the cross, pierced thrust through his spear through his side, bleeding to death in horrible agony. One of the thieves looked at him and realized that he was truly the Son of God. He was dying too. But Jesus said to that thief on the cross in Luke chapter 23, verse number 43, This day thou shalt be with me in paradise. Did that relieve the pain? Absolutely not. But did it relieve his spirit and his soul? Absolutely yes. I won't be here in this physical situation much longer, but today I'll get to be with Jesus, Son of God, in paradise. He was encouraging the man who was dying with every breath. While Jesus was on the cross, the second thing he said, John chapter 19, verse number 26, he looked at his mother. I cannot picture a parrot looking at that sight. Can you? No, you can't. Her only son, the perfect son, in that horrible situation. Jesus was encouraging her. He said, pointing to John, he said, woman, behold thy son. You're not going to have your son Jesus take care of you any longer. But John is going to do that for you. Surely that encouraged her. It didn't change the situation. But she was encouraged, wasn't she? Motivated to keep on living her life. And then he turned and looked at John, the disciple whom he loved. And he said, John, behold thy mother. I want to encourage you to take care of my mama because I'm not here to do that any longer. Jesus and John have been close all their lives. Don't you think that brought them closer together? I now have the privilege of taking care of my Savior's mother. You see, all were strengthened by that. And the very last thing that Jesus said on the cross, he's now encouraged the thief, He's encouraged 
his mother and John, the last thing that he said on the cross encourages me. And it encourages you. In chapter 23, verse number 46 of Luke, his very last words, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he took his last breath. What was he saying? He's saying, God, I entrust my entire being to you. My physical life, my spiritual life, my future life. I put myself in the hands of God. Knowing that God knows what is best. And God is going to supply what is best for me. Can I say every day, Father, into thy hands, I am giving you my spirit today. I will follow your will. I want you to guide me. I need your strength and courage in my heart. And because you love me as your child, I know you're going to do that. Does that not surely encourage every one of us? The most important statement Jesus could ever make. He said, I'm putting my hand, my spirit in the hands of God. And I want others to do just that. Jesus Christ encourages us to accept His words and to incorporate them into our hearts and our minds and our deeds. As we do this every day in our lives as brothers and sisters of Christ, we will encourage ourselves daily. And it will be demonstrated by the peace and the dignity and the love and the caring that we have in our lives. And our looking forward every day to that day that we will be with God eternally. We receive this encouragement to live our lives. And that motivates us to encourage others, doesn't it not? To do the same. There's not a person in this room who has not been encouraged at some time or another many times by people in this congregations, By the things they have said and done for them. The prayers that have been offered for them. The good deeds done for them. The questions of what else can I do to help you? You see, as a result of living our godly lives, we are glorifying God. But in so doing, let us remember that we're blessed now. But as we keep encouraging ourselves and others, we are going to be receiving the greatest encouragement of all. When the Lord says to us, as he did in the parable of talents in Matthew chapter 25, verse number 23, Well done. Thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been master over a few things. I will make thee master over many things. Brothers and sisters in Christ, that should surely motivate and encourage every one of us. We're not all ten pallet people. We're not all nine, eight, or seven. But every one of us is at least one. If you're a one person, talent, one talent person, God doesn't demand ten out of you. He demands one. None of us wants to fail, do we? Therefore, we will put forth our effort. We will use our faith in God and the encouragement we receive from Him to encourage ourselves, to be stronger in the faith, to put more trust in God, to put my confidence completely in God. And as I do that, I will be looking for opportunities and privileges to bless other people by my encouragement. And you see, when all of us work together for that, 
Surely all things work together for good. Them who love God and are called according to His Spirit. Again, the most beautiful words you'll ever hear in your life are when you stand before God in judgment. And if you've been successfully living your life for Him, He'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of our lives. You talk about encouragement. I can't even picture that, can you? But I look forward to the day that I can. What a way to live. What a way to die. What a way to go to eternity. As we stand to sing the song that's been announced this morning, if you're not yet a Christian, if you're not yet saved from your sins, and know the peace that passeth understanding for being God's child, could we encourage you today to follow Jesus' beautiful plan of salvation for all who will come to Him? You believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Repent of your sins. Confess His deity. Be baptized in water, changing your life. Rising to walk a new way of living. A life as a child of God, being encouraged by God and His Word and His will every day to live for Him until He calls you home. Maybe you need to do that. Or maybe in times past you've wandered away. God still calls you. He still wants to encourage you to be faithful again. Come back, repent of those sins, confess them. And we can pray for you for that situation. If we may help you in doing that, let it be known by coming to the front of us together. We stand and sing.